0: This November and December, it's Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz versus the Monday Morning Monorail podcast in a competition to raise the most money for Give Kids the World Village, an 84-acre nonprofit storybook resort in Central Florida where children with critical illnesses and their families are treated to week-long, cost-free vacations. Go to Dillo's Diz. Dot com right now, click donate and help us all win. Now is the time. Forever? Old. About a minute and a half.
1: Oh. Hashtag always MGM. Old,
0: old, old. The drink, secret drink, drink. staircase! We always do that. You are approaching the unloading area. Behold the majesty of the Sistine Seal. For the kids. A salute to all theme parks, but mostly Walt Disney Ha! Parks. What a cute ending. Aloha, and welcome aboard. This is Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz. She is Jen. Hello! And I am Frank, and we are the champions, my friends.
1: We'll
0: keep on fighting till December 30th. It's been 34 hours (laughs) since the competition between Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz and the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. Right. has begun. Because we're recording on Tuesday night. It's Tuesday night, Monday at high noon. It began Monday Morning Monorail podcast, raising money for Give Kids the World. Theme Park Thursday with Dillos Diz, raising money for Give Kids the World. Who is winning right now at, at this very moment in time? Who Who is in the lead? Who has <laughs> raised the most money I, I, I ask, I ask here on a wonderful Tuesday evening recording for theme park Thursday with those I know the answer. Yeah, it's us.
1: It it is us, and I I you know I I just want to fact check it just in case we're incorrect. Let me go to the uh, Monday morning monorail page. Just I, again, I I don't want to speak out of turn. If for some reason they were slightly ahead, because you know I'm sure they'll be ahead at some point for a little bit.
0: Of course, they must. Be. No,
1: we'll give them a day. Di- oh, oh, uh, that's cute. Um,
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, okay.
1: Well, you know what? Hey. We're, we're all going to get there. It's all going to the same place. All in all, a fantastic win for the kids, I think, for these 36 hours. We have a lot of money already.
0: And we, we've each set modest goals of $1,500. I yes. think we're both ex- expecting to exceed those goals by the time December 30th rolls around. But we've, we've, also, we've also set audience goals. Because we, we, we want to reward the audience for donating money to Theme Park Thursday with Dillos Diz and well yes. and give kids to World Village right. via Theme Park Thursday with Dillos Diz and yeah.
1: Dillos Diz for the Kids.
0: That's right. Dillos Diz for the Kids. Yeah. Dillo's Diz with the Z, kids with the Z, the number four. Right. Dillos Diz for the hashtag Dillows did days for the kids. For the kids.
1: I kind of have, have Samantha Monorail in my head, actually. She just entered my mind because mm. she she called us out a bit one day for all the titles we have. You know, the the improviser's guide, the network, the podcast, Theme Park Thursday. And now- I think I'm
0: everything is wrestling. Her,
1: with. Just thinking of her going, really? You guys needed another name for something?
0: This is my fault. Yes, we did,
1: by the way. Yes, we did.
0: This is my fault because- uh, my Renaissance Festival character, Lenny Burrows, yes, is the master of revels. Yeah, he is the lord of misrule. Correct. He is the merrymaker. Right. And he is also Warwick's prodigal son. Like he has a lot of titles. So I right. feel like this is something that I have ingrained in you, and I apologize for that. Right. But but this is who we are. Yeah. And we are winning the competition. Thirty four hours in. 34 hours. We're ready to project a winner
1: Right.
0: <laughs> on election we night. We can now
1: say, right? It's election day. We can now say- We're, we're projecting- uh, We're winning. Like
0: Dilos Diz is winning the competition. The whole thing. So it far.
1: basically ended now.
0: It's all, it's all over. <laughs> we're going to take all the Electoral College <laughs> and the popular vote both right now.
1: True. Um, can I just side note, because yes. we like tangents here. Um, since you brought up the popular vote, what was our final tally on that poll you put up of who won Halloween?
0: If you tuned into the last episode <laughs> of Theme Park Thursday, what Dillos did our Halloween episode, uh, some uh, an electrical storm of sorts uh, yeah. prompted Stacy from your Walt Disney World Resort Television and our good friend Drunk Stormtrooper. Yes. To make appearance Halloween it was. It was Halloween. So yes. when we say Stacy and Drunk Stormtrooper, we're on the show. We right. want to remind everyone that it was Halloween. Right. And then we put up a poll and uh, who who won Halloween mm-hmm. between myself who was for Drunk Stormtrooper right. and yourself who was for Stacy. And I believe I believe that I, I won the competition.
1: Yeah, I'm just checking that as well, 57% to 43%. I did enjoy your retweet going, it's not its not a popularity contest, everybody. It's just who won Halloween? Well,
0: because uh, the people voting for you, it was already a, a bunch of malarkey. I uh, killed <laughs> i killed it with the drunk stormtrooper. People <laughs> <investigation. laughs> voting for you was a bunch
1: of nonsense. Because people just were feeling bad and just loved me so much. They couldn't bear to say I lost anything. Really?
0: I'm, I'm starting to get the impression that people listen to Theme Park Thursday with those Diz just, just so they can be against me and in favor of whoever is against me. That's how I feel. I don't,
1: but I uh would say I'm not against you. I give you normal sibling hullabaloo, as it were. This is <laughs> sure. a family show.
0: The hullabaloo. Uh
1: the hullabaloo. You know, but we're on the same team. So I think those that love me they just love me for me i mean really
0: <laughs> well well the audience should know that it is no longer my birthday month so i will start to be in a much but how old
1: moment. are you now in this month of november
0: <laughs> we don't need to talk about that why do we need to talk about that we don't need to say anything about how old i am now we don't even need to mention that ever again regardless it's november I want to thank everyone for the lovely birthday wishes they sent my way.
1: Yes, you got many.
0: Since uh, the Halloween episode uh, prevented us from making a a formal note of gratitude there.
1: Announcement of how old you are.
0: All right. And it was quite a diversion for me not to address it directly. Right. Here on the podcast. Yep. But uh, thank you very much for that. And now, Chipper and me being all super competitive for mm-hmm. the next two months mm-hmm. because we're gonna weigh and roll, we'll raise more money. Mm-hmm. We're giving the kids all the fun. Mm-hmm. Were we talking about something before we went on the tangent? Yeah, I
1: think so. I think just winning, though.
0: It was mostly about winning. I
1: think it was just about winning and oh. how we were calling the competition. No, no, no,
0: we were talking about that we were setting rewards up for our audience. Oh, it.
1: right. Mm-hmm. And
0: on the Twitter, on the Instagram, uh, the, there's a video of me walking the streets of New York right. on Monday night, mm-hmm. where I announced the first reward. Should we, you know, when we raise five hundred dollars for Give Kids the World Village, that I will sing. Mm. I will. I will dance. Right. It will be a music video. Better get this Nine Dillo Studios ready.
1: Oh yeah, it's ready.
0: And that song, which I have nearly penned out entirely, I have rewritten. Right. <laughs> it will be in the style of Billy Mack from Love Actually. Right. And, and if, if, you, if first of all, if you're going to listen to Theme Park Thursday with Dillow's did for the next two months. You gotta have to watch love actually, so you yeah. know half of the references we're getting. You're giving yes. out. Like it'll just help. Yeah. It will help you play along with us.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Because we're bound to talk about every reference in Love, actually.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, maybe Jen won't say it until after Thanksgiving, Correct. but I will be talking about it. But Billy Mack, the character played by Bill Nye, who is Davy Jones in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. He plays this kind of aging rock star, uh, and he does this awesome um, take on "Love Is All Around" called "Christmas Is All Around." Mm-hmm. Let's just say, you know, it's a very Robert Palmer esque music video that's done in the movie. You get to, you get to, you get a see me as as that character, but probably with a beard. I'm willing to wear the hair if necessary. Mm-hmm. But uh, interesting that, but that is the first threshold: five hundred dollars. Me singing. Me dancing, because mm-hmm. if you really love Christmas, yeah. come on and let it snow.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, because you got Sam over there, the monorail crew, already trying to be like, oh, yeah, there's shade. Ha ha. See, I did it. I apologize. I'm done. She's trying to like get, get out of here. Get out of here. You're still <laughs> going to be making the video. but We have some fun things too planned.
0: Mm-hmm. We have fun things in store yes. to ensure that yes. we will continue to raise money all along the way. Sure, sure. If we lose what happens to me sounds like the more fun of the two things. Mm-hmm. Ha ha ha, let's frank do mm-hmm. this. Let him wear it all the day long. Mm-hmm. I'm not even saying the word of what I'm wearing no. all the day. I'm not even gonna say it. I'm not even gonna, gonna say the word on the podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. But along the way, we are going to reward our audience. In fun ways that some might think are just as fun as because right. they might not as the payoff. The payoff is what it is. Right. But we're willing to pay people off, not like with money, because you're donating money to give. from right. Not that kind of not payoff. Not like
1: that. No. 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 No.
0: Not at all. No. With actual entertainment, because I, right. I, I, I we, we've been discussing the thousand dollar threshold as well. Oh yeah, we already. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If, I, I don't know if nervous. I've signed
1: off on it, but no. uh, we've been discussing.
0: No, no, I, it's I, yeah. I texted you earlier, and I was like, okay, I, I've witnessed. I, I'm not sure, but yeah. we're talking about the 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 thousand dollar threshold would be pretty huge, and involve both of us
1: yeah you're welcome everyone i wasn't really involved in this and now i'm getting pulled into it
0: it's time to drag jen in because it's it's win we must win and
1: and more importantly it's for the kids
0: it's for the kids Mm -hmm. it's for the kids Mm -hmm. so check us out dillowsdiz.com you can go to the link for you get the direct link to go to our page for give kids the world village And there's also a little link there that uh, we have a few things on sale that, should you purchase our nostalgic items, that money too will go directly to our Give Kids the World Village fundraising campaign.
1: Correct. And who knows what else we'll come up with in the next who knows? two months?
0: We got tricks up mm-hmm. our sleeve. We got magic in our I don't know. Uh, <laughs> In our <laughs> hats, I don't know what I was gonna say there. I, I don't
1: know. I was gonna
0: like quote the Glass Menagerie, and I and I blew it. I already right. inverted the quote, and then I, I, people don't need to know I'm quoting the Glass Menagerie. No. Well, the part of the reason why we're recording right now is Jen, you are fresh out of your viewing of the Little Mermaid live whatever it was, concert. Was it a concert? Was there a live audience? Was it just people in a studio? Tell me all about this ABC event that I really didn't think it was going to happen after they postponed it the first time, but then they managed to still decide to do it. The Little Mermaid live. Was it live or was it recorded live? <laughs> tell, me, tell me more. I don't even know what it was.
1: Why weren't you watching it as part of this podcast?
0: I was, I was at work. It is on my DVR.
1: I so no. We try one, not
0: to be negative on the show.
1: No, right. I'm going to try try to be as positive as possible. So, um, I I had known about this. I've seen the commercials. The two and five year olds were seeing commercials today, like what's that? And I'm like, oh yeah, it's on tomorrow because staying staying up for that. So I for actually forgot about it until about eight fifteen. I was like, oh my god, Little Mermaid Live. Let me turn it on. So I did not see the opening. From what I hear, that's okay. It's okay that I didn't say that. Um, Let's let's see. All right. So uh, first, I was a little worried. Um, I I never say her name correctly.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Ariel, can you say her name correctly? No,
0: I I, I'm afraid to say her name correctly. Okay, yeah, I don't want to mess it up. Is the voice of of Moana? Moana, Yes, perfect voice.
1: Correct. Yes, and I I was worried about her. Hold on. Let me let me even back up before all this. Uh-oh, let me let me discuss. Okay,
0: so Pull it to all answer, the way to
1: answer your questions, to answer it, it to answer it, to answer it.
0: <laughs> it
1: was it was live esque. You had a mix of live performances, mm-hmm. the animated movie, huh. and some of the Broadway songs thrown in.
0: Oh well. <laughs> yeah, I, should I, can I? I'll, I'll get a sidebar real quick. I sure. used to teach theater classes at a university out yes. in Long Island, and during one of my classes, I think it was a winter session class, so it was between the fall and spring semester. I think was when, uh, it was when, or maybe it was a summer class. Uh, who knows? But The Little Mermaid on Broadway came out, and the reviews of it, I mean, were atrocious, mm-hmm. and uh, everything about it seemed to reflect that. So I used to spend the beginning of each class. I think it was like a two week class, just another three week class total with a new review of The Little Mermaid on Broadway to share mm. with everyone. Like, here's what's going on. Your, your favorite animated cartoon as children has been destroyed. I mean, I was in a different <laughs> place back then. You were so. pretty angry. It was a different time.
1: All right, so that was the mix we have. It's all three of those aspects. Heavy on the animation. Hmm. pretty heavy pretty much the only time you saw the live performances were for the musical numbers
0: okay so the scenes were like the actual movie it wasn't like Correct. the actors dubbing. begin it Correct. was just the movie uh-huh. yep
1: and every once in a while they would because uh, the movie is just on your screen and then they would pan out to show you the theater where mm-hmm. the live aspect was taking place showing the animation on the screen as if to remind you now you're in the right place. We'll get back to the stage stuff don't worry we're just we're just showing this for now all right so let me go through some of the positives um i was happy that moana did not sound like <laughs> i'm just she gonna call gone. her moana oh God, I, I don't want to screw up her name i'm so scared it's speak. like Oli. no that's not how you say it. you're already screwing her. it up i it need no like
0: okay do we need to take a pause and... Should we like Google it like, and then like have, like them have say Ellen it? introduce her? <laughs>
1: so Auli'i, is that right? Then you have to get through my last name, Crevolio. Um, okay, you got it. So Auli'i, is that right? Auli? Yes, well done. Thank you. Did your home? <laughs> Can we just... What if you just take Ellen saying it and just dub <laughs> it in every time? So Auli, is that right? <laughs> Auli? So Auli'i, is that right? Auli. Yes, well done. Auli? Auli? Thank you. So,
0: Ali'i. So, Ali. Ali-i. So, Ali'i. This part of the podcast. <laughs> <in>. Ali'i.
1: <laughs> this is the Easter egg at the end of us trying to figure out how to say it. No, this me.
0: is all statement. Ali'i. Oh, okay.
1: So, Ali-i.
0: so tell the me about people Ali'i. People
1: are not going to s- sit through this. Ali'i. So,
0: Ali'i. Ali-i. So, Ali'i.
1: All right. Anyway, so I think she's very talented. I actually. She had a show with Ted Mosby, (laughs) Josh Radner, um, last year that was only on for like the in between seasons or whatever. Like a
0: drama club show?
1: Yes. And I really enjoyed that show, and they they didn't uh, push it forward after that. But anyway, she was on there as well. So I was a little worried about uh, her sounding like Moana. Ali's voice. Correct. Uh, she did not sound like Moana. So props to her. Let me go all positives first. Let's just stay high. Stay high. The, Prince Eric sang her voice from the Broadway show. Mm-hmm. Very good performance. I thought he sang it well. I would argue it was one of the best, better fish performances of the night. I think uh, Queen Latifa in the second performance of poor and probably the reprise of poor Mm -hmm. unfortunate sounded better than the first so i thought the second was a uh, better performance from her
0: that was like the only commercial that stood out to me during this marketing campaign the last few weeks was her singing that i was like oh maybe but
1: you're suggesting
0: not for the main Mm -hmm. the main number
1: Mm -hmm. uh-huh uh-huh I also thought the I I forgot the name of the other Broadway song they did, and it was uh, Prince Eric and Ariel both singing, and it was from the Broadway show as well. I thought that was good. Uh, speaking of commercials, they had a lot more of those Muppet commercials for the Facebook uh, uh, portal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hashtag Save the Muppets. And hashtag Save the good.
0: Muppets. They're like, see, we're we're a Disney-owned network, and we're showing yes. the Muppets on commercials.
1: Exactly. Hashtag save the Muppets. Uh, also. Any tweets about Shaggy? Hilarious and kept me entertained. All right. So those are my (laughs) positives. (laughs) Also, I go into all of these live performances that are done on network TV with very low expectations. I do not ever expect very much because when they first started doing them, Eh, they weren't great. So I never go into them with like, "Oh, this is going to blow me away. This is going to be amazing." This one was a little extra confusing, because in recent weeks I did hear how it was the mix of animation and live, and I wasn't sure how they were going to do that. The animated, the live, the Broadway mix all altogether. I don't think it works. Mr. Snidillo felt it was lazy like just pick one and do it <laughs> <laughs> just do it but he also brought up a good point uh, at the end like if they had spun this
0: mm-hmm.
1: as a celebration of the little mermaid over 30 years
0: right it's 30th anniversary right right
1: made mm-hmm. it more like that than the oh it's the live little mermaid and marketed it that way I think it would have been better because essentially that's what it was you had the animation you had a live aspect and you had Broadway involved in it so you had the celebration of all three but you weren't really making that clear leading up to it so it felt weird and uh, yeah I don't know um Did you have
0: a question? No, it's just, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, they should have painted it as the 30th anniversary because I think my main thing is, there was two main things. Like last night here in New York City, they did the Disney on Broadway 25th anniversary Uh for Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS. Yeah. And a big celebration, lots of guests, lots of music and lumbers. Everyone went crazy, including Hercules numbers. Everything was in there. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I've, and I and and but there was also some stuff where I saw clips. And I was like, "Huh, oh, interesting." Mm-hmm. But because you're just celebrating the night and the yeah. anniversary, eh? Hey, you look the other way, right? I also don't understand this choice to make when you have the live action remake coming mm-hmm. out. Which is it also going to include the Broadway songs? Is that how they're going to fill out the rest of the live action movie? Because when why are you doing this before? Mm -hmm. Why are you going to maybe not cast the best image of the Little Mermaid prior to the live-action remake coming out? Right. But carry on, continue. And,
1: yeah, and I mean, they had commercials during it to point out how it was the 30th anniversary and all that, but I think they could have sold it better. Had they been selling it as the 30th anniversary leading up to as a celebration of all things The Little Mermaid leading up to it. So, I mean, a lot of what you'll see on Twitter has to do with Shaggy and his costume. Mm. Uh, you know, a lot of people had more... Uh, involved costumes, where Shaggy, as everyone was pointing out, basically looked like Michael Jackson in the Thriller video, because he was just wearing a red leather jacket and ba- like red jeans. Like, He's what like, are you doing?
0: This is as far as I'll go.
1: Uh, basically, and no,
0: no pun intended to Moana. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you have a bitum for that? Um, some people did not enjoy the audience participation aspect. They felt like eh, there's a little too much interaction. There is a part, uh and perhaps it was when Uncle Jesse was singing um yeah. we'll get to him in a second um that everyone in the audience had uh crab hands, like literally little gloves uh, look like crab hands. I'm like, how come the audience get those and Shaggy doesn't have them Well Shaggy's just himself in it's shaggy and concert what's happening i don't that's how I felt. Of him singing up there, just Shaggy in concert. is it, not Sebastian.
0: <laughs> Shaggy's like, I'm already part of this world. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's I don't it. Wanna... That's it. You got all the puns. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> being a theater per, um, major myself and as a professional singer that I am, uh, you know, I I uh, am quick to point out breath control. <laughs> 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 Uh, I am none of those things, but I am actually one to point out breath control every chance I get. I've done it in other live performances. You know
0: I just want to clear your Long Island Ease for a second. You're saying breath control and not birth control.
1: <laughs> breath. <laughs> this is sounding like birth as I'm saying it's it the second
0: time. Breath.
1: <laughs> breath control. Let me not speak too fast to get to Long Island. Breath control. Uh, so I felt like. No, uh, Ariel and Prince Eric uh, were fine. Uh, everyone else I felt like struggled a bit where mm-hmm. I felt as though I was watching the previews of Aladdin on Broadway and The Genie, not great breath con- breath control, <laughs> and yet went on to be a famous Broadway star. <laughs> so uh, what do I know is basically what it comes down to. Uncle Jesse. Uh-
0: Stamos, tell me more about Stamos. I wanna hear all those things about Stamos.
1: I think he was fine. I think it was also that it's what you expected from him and his part he got to be silly, he got to do the accent, he got to, you know, do all of it and and he did it and it was good and um the the part that maybe not so great uh Uncle Jesse is that at the end he finishes, everyone's clapping, I don't know if he doesn't realize they're still rolling or not. He goes, see, I told you I should have played Prince Albert. <laughs> number, <laughs> number one, <laughs> it's Prince Eric. Number two. Like
0: because Disney fan in the world? I know.
1: I know. Number two, Prince Albert. It's a family show. I'm not going to go into it, but perhaps not the best name to even say as you're getting confused as to who Prince Eric is.
0: But I'll say that I didn't know what a Prince Albert was myself the- until <laughs> no, I worked at Walt Disney World. So,
1: <laughs> Well, then maybe. Maybe it does maybe it all, all work together. together. Yeah. Um, so, you know, overall, I don't really know what I watched. I'm interested to watch it again tomorrow or part of it tomorrow as I'm half paying attention with the kids to mm. see their reaction to it. Um, I felt, though, that it was just too, like, I don't know, it just, it didn't flow well. You got the commercials, you got the animation, you got the live aspect. The songs
0: songs that nobody knows.
1: Right. Which, by the way, probably the best ones, because Mm. just performance wise, but like, then the end, spoiler alert, the end is just the entire end of the movie. It's just the whole animated part that's it the movie ends and then they have the whole cast like come out on stage (laughs) but I'm like really we just watched the entire end of the animated movie I don't know it just it was weird and I also felt like Were people really staying tuned in watching so much of the animated? Because it was a lot of the animated.
0: They're like, guys, we need the Disney Plus content that comes out next week. We're moving (laughs) this right over there. It's going to be fine. We didn't expect anyone to watch this on ABC. But find us next week over on Disney Plus.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, I think a lot of the live shows, they always get a lot of heat. Uh, I don't always think they're the best ones. Some are better than others. People normally have a lot to say about them. So it's not like this, like disappointed me because right. I didn't have, my expectations weren't high at all. So, and it's what
0: it is, I guess. I can you, I just, can you elaborate for a couple of minutes? You talked about oh. what he was wearing and how into it he was. Can you just talk about the under the sea and kiss the girl musical numbers? Cause I, was, I, I, I don't know anything. I didn't look at Twitter. I didn't do anything. Uh,
1: under the sea was Shaggy in concert with some puppetry some things dressed up as things in the sea ultimately it was shaggy in a red leather jacket and jeans singing in concerts just singing under the sea (laughs) that's that uh kiss the girl should shaggy be singing Mm. like singing
0: Mm.
1: i don't know it was all right a lot of people felt uh the close-ups on ariel uh you could see her mic and uh, some people, it's theater, the right? Yeah. It's theater, and 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 there's the wig and the, the the whole costume, and of course, and she sings the next part, but people felt like it took away. Why does she have a mic if she's not yeah. singing? Uh, right. So, um, <laughs> there's that. Uh, but so for Shaggy during that part, yeah, I just don't know if he should be singing. It was just all like. Ugh. Even Queen Latifah, when she first came out, I think everyone was like, whoa, look at this. And then there was sort of a dip that happened. Mm-hmm. But I think her reprise was better.
0: Interesting. Well, just again, before before we move on, the can you compare, I mean, I think one of our favorites ever of all these, and it wasn't really live, but it was just masterfully done, uh, was the Dirty Dancing remake they did a couple of years back. And when I was watching the commercials and, and, and the whole thing for this performance tonight, I, was, I, I couldn't help but draw comparisons that the final product was going to be similar to that Dirty Dancing remake. I mean, obviously they're two different things completely, but they're both late 80s iconic films being uh, handled by ABC television. What, mm-hmm. what, what say you, do you have similar, similar um, feelings, similar so- vibes?
1: Dirty Dancing, one of my faves mm-hmm. of all times. Mm-hmm. Completely disappointed by that live remake, with the exception of Sarah Highland, which I thought mm-hmm. was the best performance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not necessarily her character in the movie, but in that live performance, she stole the show for me. Right. Otherwise, it was pretty much a disaster. I don't even
0: remember that was live. Was it live? I don't even yeah, remember. what
1: I don't even know. Maybe it wasn't. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't remember. It, it was bad. Um, so I don't feel this was as bad i also feel like it's hard to compare because of the animation and the puppetry and there's more to it so but i don't feel like it was that i i think dirty dancing for me was like one of the worst
0: Mm -hmm, ones mm -hmm, so mm -hmm.
1: it's i don't feel like it's on that level yeah
0: i got you What do you think is better in the Walt Disney World theme park? Do you think the uh, Little Mermaid dark ride over in the Magic Kingdom is better? Or do you like the stage show over at hashtag always MGM I need
1: to see this stage show again. I haven't seen that in, I don't even know, probably like 20 years. Who knows? Uh, So I need to see that again. But uh, the ride is fine. I I mean, Little Mermaid was one of my favorites growing Mm -hmm. up. And um, so but i i think i've just seen enough of these live shows at this point that i don't get that excited for them and i don't even want to watch them most of the time because it's like yeah it's just not gonna it's not gonna do it it's not gonna meet what the uh the meaning of the movies are for me or how Mm -hmm. big of it you know it's just not gonna be the same and because we don't like change and we enjoy nostalgia we like the way it was leave leave it stop (laughs) touching everything everybody
0: Yeah, and that's what, I mean, I I think definitely when the Broadway show came out. And I just remember that when the decision was made to put the Broadway performers on roller skates, I kind of like just checked out of The Little Mermaid immediately. Uh, Oh, you know what we'll do because they're underwater? We'll put them on roller skates. It's like it didn't work for uh, the Andrew Lloyd Webber Starlight Express. Right. So, which I think is our friend Nathaniel Hardy's favorite Broadway show. I think he wanted that on his uh, Broadway run playlist. Oh, but the uh the broadway show definitely put a dent in that <laughs> mm-hmm. so and then and the live action remake that's coming out i'm hoping for the best but it's i don't understand why they keep fumbling with this
1: yeah i don't know and 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 i i just felt like you know again if you're going to call it a celebration of all things a little mermaid fine otherwise pick a lane yeah show the animated movie remastered or something show do the broadway show do that live try mm-hmm. it out or whatever and stick with that but like all three mixed was a little wonky i guess
0: yeah put them all together and when yeah. they came up did they have like music stands in front of them did they have <laughs> no yeah
1: yeah yeah you know, and, and and that's the thing they had they had the costumes. They off they staged it well and all those things, you know, except for Shaggy. You know, you have you have uh, Queen Latifah in an entire thing, except when she came out of her, uh, her
0: yeah,
1: her, her all her.
0: Her, her octopi.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm trying <laughs> to think of like what word I want to use for that when she stepped out of it and then walked around the stage. I don't know, but the shaggy nothing for you there's nothing there's no costume for you whatsoever everyone else decked out you
0: i can't wait to watch this
1: yeah Uh, yeah and i did ask everyone on twitter you know who was watching and uh what people were thinking i mean if you just went to the hashtag people weren't thrilled with it and people had a lot of feedback and comments uh i did see though, review at rob on twitter said he's enjoying it and Mm -hmm. felt like ursula was awesome so you know i think people took different things away from it i i didn't hate it even if i sound like i'm being negative i it just it was what it was i guess i don't know
0: yeah, you know, because uh, I have this other podcast, it's called Hashtag Everything is Wrestling Wednesday, right. which might just become Hashtag Everything is Wrestling. I'm, I'm debating it. That's neither here nor there. But I feel <laughs> like we live in the age and the society now where big things that come out uh, you know, we just pull out little moments that we really enjoy and then we're okay with it. Like, right. I, so I, which is perfectly fine. You can pick what you like. And, mm-hmm. and for that, like, you know what? I really liked that. And it was nice what they did. And so I liked it, mm-hmm. but it, can, it has this perpetual state of mediocrity that happens in the world these days. Yeah. I feel like get off the lawn, but, uh, <laughs> and, I just feel like that's happening more and more, but it's 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 a fascinating thing to me that they seem like to not be able to get this right. And I don't know if it's too many cooks in the kitchen, whatever it is. You right. know, uh, you see all the stuff in the in the Star Wars universe. So all they they sign all these people to do new Star Wars movies, and then they immediately jump ship, and mm-hmm. then they got other movies, and they become Disney Plus shows. And- <laughs> yeah like what is that what is happening and and it's just because there is more information and content out there you know I think all these kind of deals happened all the time Mm -hmm. but and and probably things fell apart all the time but we never saw them Mm -hmm. but and so now everything is more in right in front of us right but it gives everyone the sense of that things just aren't as good as they used to be. Yeah. And, and and once in a while you get something like Avengers Endgame and you go, how did they do this right? They did everything mm-hmm. right. They did it. Yeah. So. And I
1: think they just need to, like, there's just so much on recreating everything. Mm-hmm. But it's like, really, you guys got nothing. You got nothing new. Yeah. Everything has to be oh, we're going to remake this movie, this movie, this movie. Like, these five movies are going to be remade in 2020. Why? It's just a new movie. Why am I going to the theater and watching the same things?
0: And I haven't talked about it a lot on the podcast here, but I think that's really why I enjoyed Mary Poppins Returns as Mm -hmm. much as I did, because it wasn't a remake, but it also – was exactly the structure of the original like it was mm-hmm. exactly the same and mm-hmm. yeah they hit a big nostalgic home run there at the end so it all made sense but especially with multiple viewings here in this home
1: mm-hmm. you know you go
0: like oh here's this part oh here's this part mm-hmm. oh this is this you know the Meryl Streep part is the floating on the ceiling part like everything you know right they followed a structure that was familiar
1: yes
0: like yet at the same time they were creating new things and it was it a five-star movie it should have been nominated for best picture no mm-hmm. but it i appreciated it because it because it felt original while still paying homage at the same time
1: yes yep agreed
0: uh, the little mermaid dark ride i will tell you has grown on me since uh i have a child i mm-hmm. will say that that's definitely a big factor and voyage of the little mermaid i think we at, at the studios we uh got turned off by it early on because the crowds were always insane. Mm -hmm. You know, pre-Fast Passes, pre everything. Just the lines were always nuts for that. Like it was just always mobbed. And I I think there were so many times that we were like, oh let's try oh no we're not gonna try that. Mm -hmm. Oh let's try it now. Oh no we're not gonna try that. Like we didn't see it on every trip because it was always crazy town. So that was definitely part of it too.
1: Also known as Minute Maid in our household.
0: Uh, yeah, also known as Minute Maid the mm-hmm. Papadillo. Yes. Uh, he likes to call it, and he still calls it Minute Maid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, for sure. Uh, and I mentioned Voyage of the Little Mermaid, to The segue here into, oh, you know, there wasn't a lot. There's, there's some minor stories of the week, mm. but one of the big stories is right adjacent to Voyage of the Little Mermaid, the archway to Disney Hollywood Studios, a.k.a. Hashtag always MGM. It got a paint job. It got a new sign on the top there. And some uh, pictures out there in the daylight, at night. People love it. People hate it. People unsure about it. People think the whole thing should be bulldozed. There's lots of feelings out there. I posted the original, like I just posted like the top portion, the lettering, you know, with the, the thinky, thinking emoji, thinking emoji, thinking emoji, hashtag always MGM. I really didn't want to give an opinion right away. I wanted to sit on it. I wanted to, you know, let it ruminate a little bit. So that's why I'm going to pass it to you first, Jen. What? To to give me your thoughts on uh, the refurb, as it were, of the Hollywood Studios Archway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how I feel. About all these new signs and archways and welcome to the land things. The you know you had the Tomorrowland one. I got this archway. <sighs> Everything is going to this clean, sleek look.
0: See that new Facebook logo?
1: No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't, I didn't check well, that. Out. I should look at it. I don't know how I feel about the signs. There is something I don't like about the new Archways, the sign, the Tomorrowland one, now the Hollywood Studios one. First, that it doesn't say um, MGM on it. That's part (laughs) of the problem. Um, But, you know, I see it all going to the cleaner, sleeker look. Mm -hmm. There's something I'm fine with. Like, I'm okay about it mostly, but there's something I can't pinpoint. And I don't know if it's... I feel like there's a disconnect and they're just doing whatever and they're like not really putting enough into it. They're just sort of having everything look too cookie cutter to me. I don't know if that's it. I don't know what it is specifically, but there's something I'm fine with and there's something I don't love about it all. But ultimately, I don't really have a set opinion on all of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to me Historically speaking, because, you know, that archway when the studios first opened is like representative of like the famous archways you see at all movie studios. I mean, I'm Mm -hmm. going, like even Universal has one that the... The, you know, the, you walk through the archway to go to the main park, but that's how movie studios are. They used to have the big archway. You think of like, uh, you know, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the archway. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, that's what that archway was meant to represent because you would go that way for the behind the scenes of Disney Animation, the Art of Animation uh, tour. And you would do the, back, the backstage studio tour that way. That would, that would be what you would do when you would go in yeah. that direction. Now, when I was working there, the... Uh, that's when things started moving around a little bit and they christened it the animation courtyard. It became more familiar with that and they changed the archway and I'll have to do the fact check on this myself, but I'm pretty sure it was in conjunction with the 25th anniversary of Walt Disney world Mm -hmm. that they, and maybe you remember this, the archway, they put like all animation characters Mm -hmm. around the wording of Disney MGM studios Mm -hmm. and, like film strippy with the different you know it kind of looked like the front of the park when you drove in it was like the same kind of color right. scheme and, and characterization and people went nuts about that that they kind of you know disney-fied it kind of like what you hear about now like how could you make all of it very disney and the ice yeah. and the whole thing and the whole covering of the archway it's iconic and but so to that again part of my concern for different parts of the studio is that we put band aids over things, and mm-hmm. it 's always my concern about the studios mm-hmm. since I work there is I feel like they 're just putting a band aid over this because they don 't know what to do mm-hmm. and and you know on Twitter, oh you should just knock it down. why' they even have it what uh, Figure out what this park is long term mm-hmm. I think it still should be the Hollywood studios. I think you can have the clean lettering like you do, you know the Epcot you kind of looks a little old school, but it 's also clean. But tell us the future of the park. You did it yeah. with Epcot. People somewhat feel better about it. At least there's direction.
1: Yeah.
0: But what's the... You got Toy Storyline, You got Galaxy's Edge. You got these two bookends now. What's happening with the rest of the park? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What is the direction? And that's we said the same thing about the logo when the logo got released six months ago. Mm-hmm. What is the direction? You're not changing the name of the park. What's the direction? Right. And... That's really what it boils down to is, okay, it can be that area, but is the Disney Junior stuff staying there? Okay, right. fine. It's next to the Brown Derby. It's still very weird. You got <laughs> you got the launch bay there, and you got mm. the Little Mermaid. It, it's, like, it's like a potpourri over, yeah. over yeah. in that area, and it drives me a little bonkers, thematically speaking.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So just figure out what the next part of it is. Is, is all of Pixar going to extend that way? Just make it Disney Junior. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Like, that's fine by me. I got a kid. She's going to love it. Mm-hmm. So do that, just, but just pick a direction that you're going in.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, speaking of direction, I'm going to tangent hardcore because I mentioned Whoa. Universal here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, yeah, yeah, take an Uber. Oh,
1: oh wow. You're really
0: going off. Yeah. Universal Studios, and it's a $4 surcharge. Yeah. Now people, you know, I've seen people tweet this, so I'll give you my version of it. Okay, fine. Pick me up and drop me off at the L house on Kirkman, and I'll walk over. Yeah, that's fine by me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but really, and they're like, "Oh, it's because we want to refurb the the pickup and pickup area for Uber, and that's what the money is going towards." That's what's being said about it. That's right. Like, here's my thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. Universal, you can get away with it. You go across the street, and you don't get a surcharge. Mm-hmm. You you know Disney's gonna jump all over. Oh yeah, because because they deal with Lyft and they want to you know so they get it's gonna happen. Yep. you know it's coming.
1: Uh, how much was the Uber from uh, Disney to the airport you took that? It, it awesome. was
0: twenty uh, something dollars, twenty eight dollars with the tip, I guess. So it wasn't too bad from Art of Animation. Yeah, I way. just remember
1: the cabs always being like insane to take yeah. a cab from yeah. MCO. Yeah.
0: Oh my god in 1995 i took a cab i think either one of my days of traditions or something like that i took a cab from uh the kingdom i think and probably a transportation ticket center to the ucf area and it was over 50 bucks back then oh yeah yeah Mm uh but and i mean it's a a 30 minute drive so i kind of understand yeah but it was also 1995 right yeah, but the Uber wasn't bad. But this, this is what I hate. And sometimes Universal is guilty of this first, where they do something and Disney's like, oh, we didn't think of that. Mm-hmm. Let's do this our way. And it becomes worse or more expensive or whatever. Right. And uh, And I don't know why they continue to... I'd find ways again we talk uh, talk about the nickel and diming sometimes and why does this continue to happen when when pe- people are getting turned off by seemingly because people are talking about oh where is everybody why is nobody mm-hmm. coming to the parks where are the crowds we'll stop nickel and diamond yep
1: yep
0: and um just wanted to just rant just about that for sure. a second yeah
1: that's
0: but, fine. What has changed since our Halloween episode last week, our 18 oh. minutes of Halloween special goodness,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and this episode of Theme Park Thursday, is that <laughs> Mrs. D- Mrs. Dillow is shushing <laughs> me because I was ranting about Ubers at university. Yeah, Ubers.
1: that's what happens. You start ranting, you get too loud. <laughs> uh,
0: what has changed since last week's episode on Halloween, our 18 minutes of Halloween special goodness, hmm Go check it out if you haven't listened to it yet. Yes. And this week, it's all wham. Mm -hmm. Is the Christmas decorations have gone up at Walt Disney World. Nope. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) They have. There's decor up, the background music is playing. That Main Street Christmas loop is in full looping fashion. Jen, you were considering maybe you were waning. A little bit these past two weeks since the Hallmark movies have begun, and twenty four hours a Hallmark Christmas movie, goodness. And now with the Disney decor, where are you with? Where are you this year with Christmas prior to Thanksgiving?
1: Well, here's the thing. I will say. I mean, I know that Disney does this. I know it is the overnight turnover from Halloween to Christmas every year. I get it. I also accept Christmas being around in Disney or let's say Target when I walk (laughs) in there. (laughs) I accept it in November. I don't accept it in September or anything Mm -hmm. like that. That being said, my rule that I made up myself based on absolutely nothing is that I do not start celebrating Christmas officially until... Thanksgiving night. That is when I watched my first Hallmark movie. Now, have I seen the Osborne family Christmas lights prior to Thanksgiving in years past? Sure. So it's not like I've never done Christmassy things. However, I try my best to stay on course this year. Thanksgiving is really late and i really don't enjoy any time christmas is real i mean thanksgiving's really late because that means it's not as long of a christmas season if you will right but i still have not watched any hallmark movies i even saw a preview last night for a netflix christmas movie i went oh what's this movie i'll be watching after thanksgiving and i haven't (laughs) watched it so i believe i will be staying strong to my own rule that I created and I don't know what year, but I created it at some point and I will be sticking to my guns and not celebrating Christmas before Thanksgiving night when everyone leaves my house.
0: Well, again, I feel like I'm responsible in some way for this. Probably. <laughs> Where uh, I would say nothing, like Christmas cannot happen prior to Santa crossing the threshold of the right. Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, that's been my, was my thing for a long time until really one, I worked at theme parks and right. two, I, <laughs> I worked at Macy's and with Santa Claus and on Thanksgiving Day Parade, et cetera, yep. et cetera. And the big Hit miracle on 34th street, Santa land extravaganza they have right. every year. That was my 2000s gig basically. Uh so that has waned for me over the years. I, I don't disagree that this should still uh, be the case. It should still be Thanksgiving. However, uh, it, the Hallmark movies are just on all the time, and we have no choice. But also, well, you have there's a choice. But I, I have no time to actually watch all the new movies in in the short period of time. Especially this year is the shortest ever. Mm-hmm. So did I have to watch the Stephanie Tanner movie that was on Saturday night? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the one from last year? Is that the one no, you're no. talking was about? A new oh, one. a new one? Oh, okay. A new one. She's all in. Yeah. So she has a permanent yeah. contract now.
0: Sure, I did. But I I just again there's a lot of get off my lawnness with Mm -hmm. this episode here but you know two months of christmas we did two months of halloween you know we think about who we're going to vote for president for three and a half of the four years the person is in office it's just all it's like i just can i just be present can i just think about today can the summer just be summer like why is the summer movie season from the last week of april until mid-july i mean uh, August, they always kind of gave up on summer movies. But it used to go to the end of July. But why do we have summer movies in April now? Why? Why, why does it have to be that way? Are we talking about Christmas still? <laughs>
1: um, if I can interrupt. So your uh, birthday present, you don't have yet. So originally, my original plan was to get you tickets to Christmas Con.
0: Oh, Interesting. The, the Hallmark. Hallmark, the Hallmark oh, yeah, Christmas Con, uh-huh. first
1: annual, the first right. annual yeah. Christmas Con in Edison, New Jersey.
0: That's right. This Friday.
1: This Friday. November
0: beginning. 8th. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I am telling you right now, if we do not get tickets the morning they go on sale next year, I will see heads rolling because this is something I will celebrate before Thanksgiving. Oh. It's all it's sold out. You can't. Oh, really? It's sold yes, out? Wow. Yes. Yes. And there are a lot of people that are going to be there, including your girl.
0: Alicia Yes,
1: yeah, she's going to be there. She's, the performing, she's performing in concert. You can get a picture with her. But you know what you need for all that? Access into the, the Christmas con itself.
0: This is all new information. I've just done my research.
1: Right. I'm like, oh my, wait a second. This was like, this turned into this big of a thing. And I was like, oh, I have to figure this out. How could I, no.
0: Is it like on StubHub or something?
1: I don't know. Maybe. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna you, can get, Mar-
1: you can Mar- still get. You can still buy uh, to get a photo op with her. And you can still buy to get tickets to the concert she will be forming with the guy that's in all the Hallmark movies as well, but you can, there's no tickets to get into the place. Mm. Mm. But I was like, "Do you realize your girl's gonna be here?" Be good. No, I didn't. And and there's all my children. People are coming in as like, wow. "Oh, look from all my children." I'm like, "Oh, you throwing in some soap opera weekends into this? Hold on."
0: I'm super <laughs> soap goodness. Is,
1: yeah. So next year,
0: yeah, we're we are go. going
1: absolutely oh my god I was I was so mad I was I was talking to Mr. Snydilla. I'm like please tell me this is one of the times that you were trying to be sneaky and like surprise me with something really cool and you got tickets to this he's like yeah no no I'm like god <laughs> um yeah so we did not do enough research on this to do it so yeah uh yeah I- so no birthday present for you because I couldn't get this so you get nothing
0: uh, I will say, just speaking of tickets, I don't think this is going to happen either, but on the subject of of tickets, uh, I know Disney on Ice is coming to the New York area in a couple oh, yeah. weeks. And I was like, hmm, Disney on Ice? Do I, do I think about that? Do I want to spend that money on? Will it be enjoyed? I don't know. What's the answer? If, you, if anyone listening has been to Disney on Ice in recent years, I would love to know your feedback yeah. prior to uh, me thinking about <laughs> buying tickets
1: i know and i always think that like i think it would be better like the closer you are the better it is mm-hmm. uh, also the more expensive it is so <laughs> that's always the tough call there. like well i don't want to sit in the boonies because right. i don't think i think there would be too much of a disconnect but if you were sitting closer perhaps yeah i don't know
0: Uh, To the Christmas point, our friends at the Monday Morning Monorail podcast this week uh, talked about the beginning of of the Christmas season over Mm -hmm. at Walt Disney World. And I will say that uh, our friend, the DVC Duo, just posted a blog Mm -hmm. about uh, the – they posted a, a DVC Duo 2019 holiday guide. Oh, So I'm going to recommend those two. I'm going to recommend the Monday Morning Monorail podcast discussion this past Mm -hmm. Monday. Mm -hmm. And also the DVC duo, you know, and I would plug the DVC duos blog maybe a little bit more. But uh, I think on Twitter yesterday, uh, on Monday, they pledged their allegiance to the Monday Morning Monorail podcast in the Give Kids the World competition. And so, I, right. I mean, I was
1: gonna say you're plugging Monday Morning Monorail and DBC Duo. They they're kind of teaming up against us at this point.
0: Yeah, we uh, we put on our Instagram. I, I found our ticket stub from mm-hmm. 1989. Of yes, going to the very merry Christmas party. Yes, where uh, we spent. Well, I didn't. We didn't spend because we were young. No. Uh, the ticket price. Was seventeen ninety-five insane for the very merry Christmas party, eight p.m. to one a.m. Just so you are aware of how that breaks down. That's sixteen dollars and forty cents for the base price, a for transportation (air quotes). So you know your monorail ride cost you one fifty-five back in. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. And tax was $0.99. Cents. So the total was $18.94. So and admission was is available only through the Transportation Ticket Center on the night of the event. That's the only way you can be admitted. Interesting. So, this ticket is not subject to refund and may only be used for admission as indicated from 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. Uh, the Walt Disney World Company collects a transportation charge for this ticket, an agent for WED Transportation Systems, Inc.,
1: and you're complaining about Uber and Universal? <laughs> Look yep. what was going on back then.
0: $1.55. $1.55. So we posted that. We'll post the front side of uh, the ticket on the uh, Instagram, on the IG today, yeah. as they say in the trade. But uh, check out the DVC Dillos blog if you're interested in the holiday guide. Listen to the Monday Monday Monorail podcast. But most importantly, uh, donate to, to Dillo's Diz. At DillowsDiz.com, you find a link to Give Kids the World Village and mm-hmm. our fundraising campaign. Boom. Where we will win the competition. Remember, at $500 music video by yours truly, mm-hmm. the $1,000 threshold potentially featuring both mm-hmm. Jen and myself. Maybe. It should be uh, should be dancerific, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's mm. cool. interesting. Interesting. What do we talk about next week? Next week? I don't know. Okay. There's a lot going on with the charity and the.
1: We didn't know what we were talking about until we hit record pretty much tonight. Now, I mean, see what happens. (laughs) So we roll.
0: Yeah, we, we we thought we'd uh, bring back a little bit of that improviser guidance as That's right. The monorail likes to point out I'm improviser's guide <laughs> not work.
1: How may, do you think they could have a drinking game with this episode for how many times we've talked about them?
0: <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Hey, Justin and Sam, why don't you start all over again here? Get out a little of of your shot,
1: little bit of your grog,
0: uh, whatever sha, you got. Sha.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, start drinking. It's yeah. on. It's on us. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Until that time, she's Jen. I'm Frank. DilosDiz.com to support Give Kids the World Village. Bye bye.
1: Deuces.
0: Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz, featuring Frank Cardillo and Jen Cardillo Snyder. The theme was composed by. Matt Harvey. The intro and the outro was performed by Lindsay Zerugian. The Dillow's Diz fact checker is Mel Dale. You can give Dillow's Diz a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash Diz. You can follow Dillow's Diz on Instagram and Twitter at Dillow's Diz, Dillow's with an S, Diz with a Z, you can subscribe to Dillow's Diz on YouTube, youtube.com slash Dillow's Diz, and you can go to Dillow's Diz.com for blogs, photos, throwbacks, and the links to donate to Give Kids the World Village, and by donating on Dillow's Diz behalf, you will help us win the competition against the Monday morning monorail podcast now through December 30th. DillosDiz.com. We'll see you real soon, and that real soon is next week on The Bark Thursday with Dillo's Diz. The Improviser's Guide Network. 2019.